What's up, guys? Welcome to The Point After Show. We're hanging out here in our studio that's located in Tommy's basement, uh, his man cave, if you will. And his man cave's decorated pretty nicely with lots of sports memorabilia. If you guys want to have a nice basement with uh, a bunch of sports memorabilia, the place to go is pristineauction.com. Again, that's pristineauction, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, auction.com. Some great stuff up there. If you're a sports guy, they have stuff for you. If you're a movie guy, they have stuff for you. It's all authentic. It's all certified, and you guys can find it there for the best prices on the internet. So we hope you enjoy it, and here's the show. The Point After Show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Playoffs? Let's talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The point after show. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double chance does what the f- he wants. The point after show. Spikes in hell. Spikes in peewee hell. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Eddie Daddy from the Point After Show. I'm here with Transfusion Tommy Lipko and Cabby, the producer, Caviston. The fantasy football advantage himself, Pauly, is not with us tonight. But Did we, we will... fire him? I don't know what's going on there. Is he, is he Maybe he just doesn't like us. I think, yeah, I think... Uh, Sus- he, suspended. He's, uh, so he's on the pup list. As, as commissioner of the podcast, I think uh, we should make it known that Paul is a four-week ban for PED suspension. So he's suspended. Pending investigation. We'll see what Goodell has to offer for him. He's probably smashing cell phones right now. He can appeal it. Yeah, he's under protocol. Um, but yeah, just before we get into our uh, our podcast for this evening, I uh, just want to let you guys know to check out our Fantasy Football Advantage podcast, which is dropping later this week. Well, um, last week we did our Lipko's Legends Fantasy Draft Order. Uh, we're also going to do our Fantasy or point after show fan league draft order this week. So if you are um, playing in that, we have a bunch of guys that uh, are following us on Twitter and like our stuff and sign up for the league. So they better listen if they want to know what their draft order is. So pay, pay attention for that. And we'll also be talking about other fantasy football related stuff too. So uh, that'll be dropping probably Thursday this week. No, we're dropping later today. Later today. Okay, yeah, great. Later today. Awesome. Even better. Um, so the first thing we want to mention is... A Philadelphia legend had passed away uh, Sunday evening. Darren Dutch Dalton, former Philly, former catcher for the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, had brain cancer. He suffered a lengthy battle and then finally passed away at the age of 55. Uh, so we just want to, you know, get that out of the way and make sure that his family are in our thoughts. And Yeah, I mean, Dutch, a member of one of the greatest Phillies teams of all time, the 93 Phillies, uh, Full of straight-up degenerates, but when men were men and played baseball. Yeah, uh, Kruk, Dykstra. Kruk, that was, that Dykstra. Nice. Like, that was a team. Uh, my college roommate, Sam Hudson, had a uh, cassette tape that he would watch. And it's like the most memorable line in the world, and I think it was Dutch that says it. He comes in, whoever it was, the pitcher for that team, threw a real shitty game, you know, the day before, and they lost it. And uh, he walks into the locker room, and he looks him right in the face. He says, I didn't dream. I didn't sleep a wink last night because I was dreaming about fighting you all night long. You know those guys. They would 
play the games. They would go drink a thirty pack in the in the uh, dugout, and they would just have a great time. Um, and Dutch, you know, great guy from all accounts. Uh, he has some Northeast PA ties like us, especially to our hometown Carbondale. Um, does a golf tournament up there. He's good friends with uh, Tony Perry, um, our buddy. You know, uh, the the point after show realtor Carm uh, Winters, Carmen Winters Realtor dot com. I know Carm was pretty close with them. Did a bunch of work marketing wise for him. Um, and you know, he was very good to a good friend of ours family, um, and kind of helped them with some stuff as well. So we just want to, you know, send our best out to Darren Dalton and uh, Darren Dalton's family and, you know, the memory of Dutch will live on. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he did end up, even though he didn't win no ring with the 93, uh, Phillies, he did get his world series ring with the Marlins in 97. So, I mean, my, Mar- that, my Marlins, your Marlins. And then they went on a yard sale and got rid of everybody the next, <laughs> the next year. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to, you know, mention that and, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with his family. So on to uh, a little bit more sports related news, Steph Curry, the man playing golf in his first web.com tour event finished tied for, I mean, it, I don't want to make it sound bad cause he played great. Um, he beat other professional golfers, even though he's a professional basketball player. Um, two shots back to back 74s, which was an eight over par. He did miss the cut, but I mean, he he played outstanding. I mean, better than the average, you know. He he the best golfer probably. He of anybody that's ever been brought in as a celebrity and gotten a celebrity spot. Um, he's played. He had the best. Yeah. So he's technically the best of the celebrity spots. Tommy, I think you can give him a run for his money. I'd like to think in my head I can. Um, but how about on on his first drive? He he sank it. <clears throat> Off the yeah. first tee shot, sinks it, nothing but the bottom of the, the cup holder in a golf cart. Tell me how funny that is. The guy smashes it a little, obviously, way out of the fairway. Mm-hmm. But somehow he ends up landing it in on one of the, the cart's cup holders. He yeah. went over, got a free lift, and, uh, you know, drop, obviously. He wasn't playing out of the cup holder. <laughs> this wasn't played as it lies, Shooter McGavin style. But A Frankenstein's foot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, 74-74, that's pretty solid. It. Here's my question: Is what kind of competition was there? Was the course that easy that, you know, uh, he was that far out of it with eight over? I mean, I, from what I like saw through the scores, like I, I was only paying attention the first day, looking at the leaderboard. But I mean, I think there was a guy that shot nine under the first day. So I mean, it was like a pretty Legit. easy scoring course, I think. Uh, but still, Deer I mean, Valley shoot, of, of Web.com. But just still, to shoot a seventy-four. Um, in that atmosphere against those types of players who do that every single day for a living. I mean, you can tell he's just a natural-born athlete. I mean, you know. Or just has a lot of free time and country club memberships on his hands. Yeah. Here's my question. It's a long off-season. Yeah. Here's my question. Is is that good for golf or is that bad for golf? I've, I've been hearing both. Yeah. There, There's takes out there on both of them, uh, you know, Jake Nichols is out there just just lambasting him. You know, he's like, you know, we could say that Steph had a good game and he beat these guys, but the 11 guys that he beat, you know, had terrible rounds. So that's kind of what he's saying. But then there's other people that are saying, you know, it's a good thing. It's bringing uh, excitement to it. I mean, let's be honest. It was, you know, the the, the WGC Bridgestone International no, or, or that, Invitational. Or, that was the PGA Tour event this week. The I forget what the, the web.com tour it was. Yeah, the web co- but it was a web.com tour, and it wasn't that exciting. So he brought attention to that event. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's kind of where I was leading that question is 
you look, web.com tour, unless there's an ace or anything like that, will never make it on ESPN, really. But here it was, broadcasted all over ESPN all weekend. Uh, they, they showed it every day of the tournament, even. Uh, and they even showed the finals on ESPN. Yeah. But the other end of it is, like Cavi said, is you have these guys that go out there and work their asses off at this sport basically their entire life. You know, as little kids, their, their parents are taking them to tournaments all across the state they live in. And to have a guy that's just... Uh, you know, an average golfer that doesn't do it for a living come out and, and beat you, it kind of looks bad for the sport, too. Is and, and for those people, I think. Well, I mean, if he did great, if he made the cut and shot, like, six under par, I, what would what would your thoughts be then? Ooh, I don't know. I, I, I would think about going out and get my web.com <laughs> tour card. I think it's a little harder than it, uh, than it seems to be. <laughs> uh, I mean, but there are some great golfers uh, that you see now that are winning tournaments in the PGA Tour that, were great on the web.com tour. Like just this year, you had uh, Wes Bryant, he won. Adam Hadwin won. And they're both, um, they played on the web.com tour in Did the past. Did Cooch play on web.com? I don't think so. But I know like Pat Perez, I think it was the Nike tour back then. Or, but Bubba there, there Watson, are, right? Bubba he Watson came up did, on, yeah. what was it, a nationwide tour back then? Yeah, I think so. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they're, that's where, you know, all the golfers these days on the PGA tour are coming from the web.com tour, yeah. so. I mean, it was a it was a marketing move. Oh, you know what I mean? So I mean, I, to get to I don't know if Tommy or you were mentioning it. Like Steph Curry took a spot out of this tournament from a person who's trying to. But did he play. though? Because he he took a spot that was a, a, a exemption anyway. So that was okay. going to somebody. Yeah. You know, it's not like they just like that was going to go to somebody anyway, wasn't it? Because it's a sponsor's Probably, exemption probably, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So. So either do away with the sponsors' exemptions and add more spots for the pros, or I don't know. Yeah. So Cooch did, in 2001, played in three events on Web.com. Okay. And in 2006, he played in 21 events. Oh, wow. I didn't know So, that. yeah, that's, that's crazy to think about. So there you go. This guy was competing for, uh, you know, the jug yeah. this year at the British Open and played in the Web.com tour. So it shows that's where a lot, a lot of talent, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I... I do have to give props to to Steph Curry. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, two shooting seventy four in a Web dot com tour event. I mean, realistically, I'd like to say I can shoot breaks break eighty, but oh, yeah. probably not. Yeah, <laughs> and, and again, too, like you said, is is here he is in his first professional golf outing, and he has ESP. He attracts ESPN and all the major media outlets there to watch him. And you look at the crowds; they were all following Steph Curry. So oh, yeah, there are people in in Curry shirts and Curry uh, Curry jerseys. And I mean, honestly, like if Steph Curry wasn't playing, we're not talking about the Ellie Mae Classic yeah. today <laughs> yeah. on uh, the Point After Show. So I saw two naked bikers off of seventeen having sex. Yeah. Just a little side note: there was, I think it was the Nike Nike Tour back in the day, back in high school. But when uh, it was me. Corgan and Ross Talrico, where we held up the uh, the signs that the follow the scorekeeper yeah. signs uh, when it was at Glenmara for that tournament for the the now Web dot com tour. Um, but it was cool to see Pat Perez was playing. He's a pretty decent PGA Tour golfer now. And he put some action on him once in a while for first round leader. <laughs> oh, I do first round leader bet. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, Steph Curry, I don't know if he'll get the chance to play again, but maybe we'll see another. Like, there's so many good golfers that uh, are 
other athletes like Tony Romo. I heard is a scratch golfer. He's Justin Timberlake. Say, yeah. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Uh, not that he's an athlete, but he, and then you have. You I know, guess he has some dance moves. Yeah, Shaq and uh, Charles Barkley, right? They, <laughs> yeah. they oh, golf. No. <laughs> they golf. Uh, Jordan, Michael yeah, Jordan. Jordan. I mean, if if you're gonna put money on it, he'll be out there. Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean. Web.com tour, I guess that's the place to go if you want to try to make a name for yourself if you're a celebrity. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not the golf guy. We all know that. But I followed it on Twitter. I didn't turn it on still, but I, I followed it on Twitter. I don't think it was on TV even, but it's fun to follow. Yeah. So we just want to mention real quick that we do have a new sponsor, Roto Assurance, brought to you by the Point After Show or the other way no, around. No, the, they're bringing you the the they're, – they're a sponsor of the Point After okay. Show, right. uh, rotosurance.com, and uh, it's insurance for your fantasy football team. Yep. Yeah, it's a pretty neat concept. So it's, it's new. It's, it's, pretty, it's a genius idea, for sure. Yeah. You go out, and uh, the concept behind it is you have a guy in your team that you draft in the first round or two that is your stud player on your squad, and you're expecting him to hold up your entire fantasy team for the season. He goes out and gets injured. You... Whatever the insurance quote is, it's like basically car insurance for your fantasy players. Whatever the insurance quote is, you pay that up front. They miss X amount of games, you get reimbursed your league fees. So check it out, rotoinsurance.com, and uh, just take out that insurance. Everybody loves it. Don't be afraid to draft Gronk. You know, you (laughs) take him and take him out. His premium's probably pretty high. Yeah, Yeah, but, I mean, if you win, it's a wash. You know, yeah, what's the deductible on it? (laughs) So, yeah, check those guys out and, uh, you know, play your fantasy football a little looser I this know, year. I'll be checking that out. Yeah. And I think we have a promo code on there, uh, all caps, yep. the... The PAS. PAS. Yeah. Yep. So, so check, if check you're logging out. in, taking out that insurance quote, let us know. We'll <clears throat> and, get our adjuster out there. And speaking of football, big story, Jay Cutler is a Miami Dolphin. Speak- I know my buddy Tim Burns from college is pumped about this. Speaking um, of insurance, yeah, yeah, you'd already be getting paid out if you had taken it out on uh, Tannehill. Tannehill. Well, I thought a lot of drafts occurred already, but I mean, if true, you, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Jay Cutler signed a one-year, ten million dollar contract with the Miami Dolphins, and from what what I read, at least three million dollars uh, in its in yeah in incentives could be on top of that. So um, he did, he did. Um, Walk away, I guess, from the NBC contract or deal that he made with them. I guess I don't, did he leave that on the table? Like, is it just a? I, I didn't read too much on that. I, I don't think it's it four or anything. I, that's the thing. I don't think it. it, it it's not signed? severed. Yeah. Um, he wasn't going to be a full time host anyway, so I, I don't think it's. I think it's just pushback. It's only a one year deal, so yeah. I think next year you'll see him behind the behind the booth. Yeah, some kind of. I think. I think beha- I think that. Will all depend on how he plays this year. I think you see Jay Cutler because he's not that old. I think he's only about thirty-four years old. He's thirty-four. Yep. You see Jay Cutler go out and put up a a, a solid year, right? Brady just turned forty last week. Jay Cutler six years younger, and he puts up solid numbers here. It, the guy's always been a slinger. No one can take that away from him. He has a cannon as an arm. Uh, you know whether or not he was a hundred percent behind the game and and motivated to play football. That's debatable. We could all talk about that for a long time. We could probably do a whole podcast on that, eating hot dogs on sidelines and stuff. Smoking cigs. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, 
here's my question: Is is with Jay Cutler coming back? Is this good or bad for the Dolphins? Adam Gaze there, they're back reunited again. Yeah. A lot of people are happy about that and think think he could do some solid things. I mean, he's not in football shape right now, but he, you know, he said today that it's not going to be hard because he's a quarterback, so he doesn't really have to be in that good of cardiovascular shape, is what he said. <laughs> Hence the cigarettes and uh, yeah. hot dogs. But yeah, I mean, he's got the he's got he's got the like the only offense coordinator that ever truly believed in him. You know, he's reunited with that guy, yeah. and he had his best seasons with uh, with Gaze. Okay. So, like, I think it's I think it's a it's a decent move. Yeah. For the Dolphins, um, I think Kaepernick was the intelligent move. And that's um, what I was going to say. I'm like, what about Cap? He yeah. just left in the wind. It's a scarlet letter, man. He's yeah. just got it. And Yes, thanks. I, I, you know, we, we obviously we've stuck up for him multiple times on the point after show. Yeah, I'm not So, gonna... Cap, if you listen to our show, we'd like to get you on and uh, talk to you about kind of, you know, a lot of good work you're doing that goes unnoticed because of the whole kneeling during the national anthem. It's It's unfortunate that. Your talents are overlooked, and and what you do for the communities is overlooked because of people's beliefs. Yeah, I mean, weren't you just saying like, didn't he just go over to Ghana or something? Yeah, like he was over Ghana. Donated a million dollars to charities this year without a pay, without getting, a, without having a paycheck coming in, which is why he wild. started up this like. Uh, I think he he uh, hooked up with this suits company and did suits for like people to. Have a suits, the, suits for Utes? Yeah, yeah, Utes. <laughs> uh, that was a my cousin Vinny reference there, but um, yeah, he he's doing a lot of good things. His talents on the field are are pretty solid. I, I'll give him that. He definitely <laughs> led the Forty ers to a solid season. What did they go to the Super Bowl that year? Even was I don't it, think they made it to the Super Bowl. Was no. it wasn't it the Harbaugh brothers in the Super Bowl that year? Or no, it could have been. Yeah, I think they played the the, the Ravens, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he has Super Bowl experience. Yeah. 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 So, yep. um, I don't know. I, again, I, I'm not going to take any credit away from these two. Like we talked about Steph Curry, to make it this far in any uh, sports organization these days, obviously your top, 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 top percentage in the world. Um, hopefully Cutler comes out, does the right thing. He's motivated. His wife, Kristen Cavallari, was the one who ultimately talked him behind it. Uh, you know, she's a TV personality herself. I, I think, I I, think I she don't know just if she's still a- looked... A personality. She yeah. she was on a couple of reality TV shows. Yeah. I think yeah, she's, she's just still Luguna. looking for that. You know, I date a, an NFL quarterback wife status is in yeah. my opinion. But you know, a lot of people supported him. Like we said, Gaze was the one who who had a lot of confidence in him. His wife pushed him. You look at Brandon Marshall. Um, you know, they used to be teammates for a bit there out in, uh, and he even said, "Come down, you can stay in my house that he has down in in Florida." So. Mm-hmm. I don't think Cavallari will, well, Cutler now, but I don't think Kristen's going to mind a six- to eight-month vacation in Miami. You know, yeah. I think she's probably all right with that. Yeah, especially during the cold months of Chicago. Exactly, yeah. They'll be all right <laughs> down there. So, I mean, good for Cutler. The guy's got an arm. I don't know that there was ever full support behind I mean, I don't know if there is now, but I don't know that Chicago ever fully got behind him. You know, so it would be nice to see somebody embrace him, I guess. like... There were games where he just showed such promise, and then there were more games where he showed just, just like lack of. I, I don't know, like he just. It didn't seem like he was like interested in the game at all. Like he would just yeah. throw a ball if it was intercepted. Oh well, and yeah. Just walk off the field. It's like oh, I, I'm good at this, so I'm I'm good at this, so I'm going to do it because <laughs> it's a thing. Not like I love this game and I want to do it. I completely agree yeah, with that. I mean, yeah, it's a job. He looked at it as a job. 
a lot of people look at it as a passion, a love. Mm-hmm. And he was more of the job. I yeah, do this for paychecks. Yep. You know, everybody, he probably thought, just like us, we have our good days, we have our bad days, we have our typos, we forget to attach stuff to our emails. Like, But wasn't it just like a couple years ago? Wasn't he the highest paid quarterback? Or no? Or was that Flacco? I, can't, I get those Flacco confused. was the highest paid quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cutler, Cutler, Cutler got was big deals. In the conversation. Yeah. He was always up there making that cash. So, I mean, the talent's there. Um, or... Miami wouldn't have signed him to a one-year, one-year, ten million dollar contract. And again, it's thirty-four. It, yeah, it's not like he's that old. No, yeah, no. still kind of young. I mean, he had the shoulder issues, but supposedly that's all healed. It's like a robo sh- shoulder now. He had it all completely rebuilt, and <laughs> well, yeah, that's what he thought about Peyton's neck, and then he was throwing ducks out there. Yeah, that's true. So let's just hope Kristen Cavallari is not doing uh, steroids. You know, like <clears throat> Peyton's wife was. <laughs> So, but, uh, <laughs> no, but, we'll, up in that. but we'll talk a little bit more about Cutler and maybe his impact and what the, you know, the players that, you know, what Tannehill going down, what, say, you know, Ajahi and uh, Jarvis Landry and the other, Parker. Devontae Parker, what their impact uh, might be with Cutler being signed and Tannehill going down. Yeah, so, check that out on the we'll, football podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about mm-hmm. that in our in our Fantasy Football Advantage pod, podcast. So, um, the last thing we want to mention tonight, Usain Bolt, a.k.a. the fastest man in the world. Uh, oh, not anymore. The former fastest man yeah, in the world. He's still the fastest man in the world. He still has the, the record. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he lost his final solo race at the IAAF World Championships in London, um, the 100-meter sprint race. He came in third, got beat by two Americans. That's right. So suck on that, Jamaica. USA, Look back at, where it should be. And this is this is our president making track and field great again. That's you know, let's put that out there. I like to see Trump run a hundred meter dash and see what happens. Yeah. That might be our way to get rid of him. Uh, but yeah, so one meter dash. Bolt, he, he uh, you know, this is one thing he always talked about his entire career was the slow starts, and that's what happened again here in this race. He got off to a slow start and uh, just didn't have that closing speed like he's normally had to uh, get there at the finish line. But again, he lost by like uh, a hundredth of a second or two hundred point zero three point zero one or 0.02, I think it was yeah. at most. And again, it, here's he's he's young. Mm-hmm. This guy's only thirty, so this actually hurts my feelings. Here yeah. he is hanging up an illustrious career of of sprints with the one hundred, two hundred, one by ones at the age of thirty. Obviously, he has the money to do it. Well, I mean, Justin Gatlin that beat him's thirty five. Yeah, so yeah. it's like obviously. Well, Gatlin was on a band for uh, multiple years with oh, his, yeah. with his uh, PED. He may be th- thirty five years old, but his body is like twenty four. Yeah, U- yeah, USA, USA, doping and GHH. For <laughs> yeah, um, he's been been banned twice for doping, um, and he was pretty much booed out of the stadium after oh, yeah. he beat Usain Bolt. <laughs> From what I understand, I'm not, I'm not a big racing or uh, you know. This is my favorite event in the Olympics, the one hundred. Yeah, oh yeah, I agree with that. I don't. He used to it. run it. <laughs> yeah, I don't follow it throughout the year though. But I apparently this Justin Gatlin character is kind of a douche. He was know. nice. Yeah. Was it? He was very gracious yeah. after was this he? race. After the race, you know, he went over and instead of running around and waving his hands like he was the man and and just dethroned Usain Bolt, fastest man in the world, he went over and got down and bowed to him. Oh, okay, you know, like he, he, listen, here it is. Like you get a superstar like this once in a lifetime. You know, Michael Johnson was that back in the early 90s for the United States of America when he was running, the, you know, these sprints. And 
people recognize that. They're the ones that elevate the sport, bring up these uh, sponsorships, and bring more money into this type of stuff. Carl so Lewis. it was a good move by Gatlin to go over and, and you know, obviously, like you said, with the booing, mm-hmm. you know, to try to alleviate some of that, maybe bring some of those fans and have people like me on podcasts talk about how he was gracious in his victory instead of arrogant. And um, I, 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 I'm all about second. I guess with this oh, guy, yeah. third chances, but... Well, you know, he can't. I mean, he he even it, he thought that it was a little bit sensationalized because leading up to it, they made it out to be this big thing. I think so. Yeah, and uh, well, that's what the, that's the media for you. Yeah, oh, that, and that's completely what Gatlin said. He said, you know, I've I've been back in the sport since 2010. I wasn't booed in 2012. I wasn't booed in 2011, which both were in London. 2013, 14, 15, nobody booed me. Um, and I, and now in, uh, 2017, I'm getting booed. He's, you know, I understand there's good guys and we want to have good and evil guys. He said, but I have nothing but the utmost respect for Usain Bolt and he's had it for me. So like, why are you guys trying to paint this picture? Yeah. And I don't think (laughs) that he got booed for the drug usage, right? He got booed for beating. Yeah. He got booed for beating Bolt. Yeah. Yeah. You go out and you beat a guy on his, you know, his retirement run. That'd be like striking out, you know. I don't know, uh, Beltre, if he goes out, or I don't know, somebody that's out there about to break a record, you strike them out or block their shot, just like Mike Dominic when he stole it off Mike Monahan in high school. You know, you're going to get booed for That got ugly. I mean, let's not compare, you know, uh, yeah, Usain sure. Bolt to Mike Monahan, but I, I wasn't. <laughs> it was just, it was, yeah, that was bad. It's a little different. But, <laughs> it's two world-class athletes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he beat... You know, Gallon beat him fair and square here. It wasn't taking advantage of somebody. It was nice to see it come down the wire where (laughs) you had the, you know, three guys there. Coming down the last 10 meters, anybody could take it. But Gatlin bringing it back to the USA, baby. Hopefully, looking at those times, Gatlin won with gold in this at 9.92 seconds. Yeah. Bolt has the the record, the quickest time ever for the 100 meters, and it's 9.58, I believe. You are right. It is 9.58 seconds, and he did that back in 2009. Yeah, so that's like, what, 0.4, almost a half a second you know, less than what these guys just did and won the gold with. So, yeah. I mean, you can just tell, I mean, half a second or point, even 0.4 seconds, that's a long time for in of 100-meter dash. Yeah, that's and crazy. he also holds the world record for uh, the 200 meters with... 19.19. That's pretty crazy. He thought he was, you know, he always set a record or a, a goal to go out and go sub 19, but wasn't able to accomplish that. Pretty close, you know, 1919. That's a, I, it's a good year. Yeah. Is, was it? But, it was Great know. Depression. I don't think it was that yeah. <laughs> World War One. Great Depression, uh, somewhere in so, there. I thought it was a bad year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also, uh, if you look, this year he is on pace to be. For a running sport, which you wouldn't think there is any money in it, but he's on pace to be the 23rd highest paid athlete of all sports. I feel like other countries, it's probably more, like, popular. But you think about it, right? Like, we just got done talking off air how soccer is this worldwide phenomenon. It's it's just crazy watched, followed. And yeah. you take the NFL, same deal. It's crazy followed. You get Floyd Mayweather, who's on there every year because of fight once. And here he is. You're saying both coming in at number 23. Yeah. So, that's nuts. yeah, that, I, in my opinion, that's crazy. That's that's crazy to think about. I think he's on pace to make about 45 mil this year. I mean, that's no chump change. 
No, well, no the, Trump, no Trump chain. It might, point, it might be Trump chain. Show, it kind of is. So, nineteen nineteen <laughs> was when the Eighteenth Amendment was passed. Hmm. You know what that is the gun law. No, oh, second oh. prohibition. Oh. So kind of a shitty year. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's kind of like the the studio here. We have prohibition in the studio. All yeah. alcohol, drugs, profanity. Um, We're strange. Like bad references about basketball in high school. The Nineteenth Amendment was also passed that year, though. So good for the ladies. Yeah. yeah. So they, that's what. Hey, that's what Eddie was. You take the good to. with the bad. Exactly. <laughs> and prohibition only lasted a short period of time. Yeah, like, yeah, six years, something yeah, like that. Yeah, reality, where they really stopped. We just gave uh, the union thugs and the bootleggers a little way to make some cash. Yeah, those... Uh... Speaking of the union bootleggers, the Centralia Massacre at the coal mines also took place in 1919. And uh, Sigma Delta Pi was, was founded as a fraternity, so... Okay, see that? You know, All uh, you frat boys on Barstool. <laughs> yeah. uh, and total frat moves yeah. and... What is it? If you listen Old to Row. Yeah, if you listen to Rosenberg on uh, Hot ninety seven, that's what he said this week. He said everybody that listens to Barstool is a frat guy, a, a white frat guy. Rosenberg is a white guy. <laughs> he was very offended by it. Anyway, but yeah, that's it. Uh, so that's all we got. Usain Bolt. Well, you'll be in the Hall of Fame of something. Probably racing. Running. It was probably Olympics and yeah. Uh, did he? Yeah, he he won oh, Olympics though. Yeah, he won the hundred meters three years in a row in the Olympics. Yeah, so you know he's he's, he's in there. I'm sure there's there. also a running or a yeah. track and field hall. There's probably a bunch of Hall of Fames that he could be in. He's in the Point After Show Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. The weightlifter Hall of Fame is in York. Did you ever know that? Yeah. I did know that. Through the York dumbbell. He, oh, yeah, he yeah, drove by the dumbbells. Yeah, we were passing the nine eighty three one day. I was like, cool, interesting. Eddie was Google and driving, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, it's the dog days of summer here at the Point After Show, so we're giving you a little lighter show tonight on uh, the sports news sides, but uh, later today we'll be releasing our fantasy football podcast with lots of fun information. Everybody's drafts coming up in the next couple weeks. We all have, like, 30 of them we're coming into. But also, you know, if you're not thinking about sports, uh, which most of us always are, and you want to get some music in, um, tonight's episode was brought to you in part by the Electric City Music Conference in Scranton, Pennsylvania, uh, taking place September 14th through the 16th. Uh, tickets are on sale now, and check out check that out if you guys are available. When does uh, DJ Cavi Fresh make his uh, DJ premiere? Uh, Screaming Infidelities. Screaming, okay. Featuring DJ Cavi and DJ Hirsch, uh, premiering on Friday, September 15th at the Bog at 10 p.m. Um, if you guys like emo music, uh, Along the lines of Taking Back Sunday, Dashboard Confessional, uh, a little bit Green Day, a little Blink-182, stuff like that, uh, it's going to be your jam. And then the guys from the Point After Show uh, will be in attendance. We're sponsoring that event. Um, and then yours truly will, will be up on the ones and twos. So make sure you check that out. Depending on how hammered Eddie and I get, we might be up there spinning a little. Oh, right. hey, okay. there's lots of microphones to go around. Uh, we can we can get this. I like to I'm see. I'm wearing my sunglasses so you can't see my googly eyes. There we go. <laughs> No, but uh, I, I also before we uh, leave for this week and uh, take off, we just want to mention that to make sure that you guys check out the www.pointaftershow.com for daily blogs that Cavi puts out. Uh, Paul and Tom, every now and then they'll throw something out there. And, the worst uh, ever. 
and our uh, our contributor Taylor putting our his NASCAR stuff out uh, on the weekends, and then I do uh, I I got back into the fantasy baseball update world, and killing also, it, and also uh, fantasy golf. And if you listen to me this week, my number one pick for the one and duns was Hideki Matsuyama. I picked him. And I hope you did too. So uh, he won. I, I picked Tadaki Masui, so it didn't work out as well uh, for me. I, I got Matsui. That's from yeah. knocked up. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, make sure you check us out there, and then also you can hit us up on Twitter at Point After Show. My personal Twitter handle is at Eddie underscore the PAS. Tom, I'm at T Lip underscore the PAS. Cap. I'm at Producer Cavi, and Paul is at the FF Advantage. Um, so I think that's all we have for this week. Make sure you subscribe to us on Instagram, Twitter, um, press iTunes, the sub- SoundCloud, SoundCloud, everything, Grindr. anything. Grinder, swipe left on Twitter or t- Tinder. Tinder, Tinder, and Bumble. As Paul always I says, I think Bumble's out there now. And as Paul always says, if you made it this far, thanks. thanks. Peace. <laughs>